even said that she took the blood of her surviving children and drank it with her mouth. She had a scaffold built for incantation behind the house, where in fire and reek she used to chant to the fiend Kolomkitli on autumn evenings. It is said that her husband tried to escape and publish her evil doings abroad, but she pursued him and, overtaking him on the Ruthsmiri Ridge, killed him with stones and mutilated his corpse. She carried his bones home to her scaffold, but the flesh and the bowels she left behind for the ravens, and had it given out in the district that he had perished while searching the mountains for sheep that had strayed. From that day forward the mistress Gunvor began to prosper, and everyone believed that it was due to her evil compact with Kolomkitli, and soon she was the owner of many good horses. There was much journeying through the district in those days, both in the summertime when men went to the fishing under Yukutl, and in the springtime when men journeyed from afar to Yukutl to buy their stockfish. As time went on, however, it was rumoured throughout the district that the more horses Gunvor acquired, the less hospitable towards these travellers did she grow, and though she was a woman who attended church regularly, as was the custom in that age, it is told in the annals that on Whit Sunday she could not see the sun in a cloudless sky after the service at the Ruthsmiri Church. Rumours now began to be whispered abroad concerning the fate of Gunvor's husband, and how she murdered men, some for their possessions, others for their blood and marrow, and rode after some on the mountains. Now there lies in the valley, to the south, but not at a great distance from the bigging, a stagnant lake called Ingulvatna, which name it bears to this day. The mistress killed her guests in the middle of the night, and this was the manner of their death. She attacked them with a short sword as they slept, bit them in the throat and drank their blood. Then, after dismembering their bodies, used their bones as playthings for herself and the fiend Kolumkitli. Some she pursued over the moors and assailed with her sword, and brightly flashed the blade as she made an end of them. In strength she was the equal of any man, and she had in addition the help of the devil. Clots of blood may still be seen in the snow on the ridges, especially before Yule. She bore their carrion down into the valley and sank it in the lake after tying stones to it. Then she stole their possessions, their clothes and horses and money, if any. Her children were idiots all, and would bark from the housetop like any dog, or squat in imbecility on the paving and bite men, for the fiend had deprived them of common sense and human tongue. To this very day this lullaby is sung in districts on both sides of the high moors. Guest of Gunvor was one man, with pony of price, through his heart her sword she ran. Lullabalulla, running blood reddens the blade, Lullabalulla. Guest of Gunvor was no man, with God or good grace. She has broken my rib bone, my leg bone, my hip bone, Lullabalulla. Running blood reddens the blade, Lullabalulla. If Kolumkitli call me should, this is what he'd say, Bones and red blood, bones and red blood, And do-do-do runs the blood in a flood, so lulla-babalulla. But in the end it came to pass that Gunvor's vile practices were unmasked. She had been the bane of many, men, women, and children alike, And had chanted at night to the fiend Kolumkitli.
She was condemned at the district moot and broken at the lichgate of Rothsmiri Church on Trinity Sunday. Then she was dismembered, and last of all her head was cut off, and she took her death well, but cursed men with strange curses. Her trunk, head, and limbs were gathered into a skin bag, which was borne up to the ridge to the west of Albogastathir and buried in a cairn at the highest point. The cairn may be seen to this day, now overgrown with grass below and called latterly Gunu Cairn. The people say that there will be no misfortune if the traveller cast a stone onto the cairn on the first occasion that he crosses the ridge, but some throw a stone each time they pass that way, and hope therewith to buy themselves immunity. Troublesome as the mistress Gunvor may have seemed in living life, she far surpassed her former evil conduct after her burial. She was considered to rest ill in the barrow and walked again at home on her farm. She woke up with the